to be learning the first sicha of Parshas Ekev in Chelek Yutas. This is a fantastic sicha. It's going to be a Hasidus sicha based on a medrash. Sif Aleph. Alohaya Ekev Tishmun Pirish Rashi. Imeh Mitzvah Kalish Adon Dashbakov of Tishmun. In the beginning of this week's Parsha tells us that if you obey these rules and observe them carefully, Hashem will obtain faithfully for you the bris that he made with, uh, with your fathers. So Rashi explains the funny word akif. So over here it means because you will obey. But why does it use the Lashon akif? It's not a common term. So akif could also mean a heel. That's what's usually meant in Torah. So it's using the word because or because you will listen, it uses specifically the Lashon akif to tell us something important. As Rashi tells us that if the mitzvahs which are light to a person which he steps on or trods on with his feet, with his heel, he will be careful in, then he will be zeichah to all of these rewards um, that the Pasuk refers to. So the reason why I uses the word ekev, because ekev means heels, and we're specifically referring to the mitzvahs that a person treads on with his heels, meaning is he, he disgraces them, he doesn't show them that much importance. But if you do show them the importance, then you will get, Hashem will guard the bris. So, Maka Pirusha B'Medrash Tanchuma, the source of Rashi comes from the Medrash Tanchuma, but over there the Lashon is a bit different. Over there it says like this, that these are the light mitzvahs that people do not pay attention to. Rather, they throw them under their heels. So, According to Rashi's way of translating the Pasuk, that, that we're referring to mitzvahs that a person steps on with his heels, when you're talking about stepping on with your heel, that means it's something, you're disgracing it. It's very easy to understand. You're walking on them, you're disgracing them. Things that you don't uh, show respect to, you walk on. That's why there's halachas about uh, stepping on, on clothes or stepping on food, because by walking on items, that shows a certain disgrace. So therefore, we understand that the, what the Pasuk is trying to explain to us, that the teichen of this idea is explained in the word ekav, because the, this, the trotting on is done with the ankle of the person. So therefore, the, the Pasuk uses specifically this word to teach us this lesson. But according to the Medrash, where it says you're throwing it under your uh, heel, it's not clear, according to the pshat, why are you throwing the mitzvahs? When you're saying you're throwing the mitzvahs, it means that you're not fulfilling the mitzvahs, right? The whole thing is that you're not paying attention to them and you're throwing them under your heels means you're not actually fulfilling the mitzvahs. So why is it saying that you're throwing them under your heels? Like, what's the dik that it's specifically under the heels? But Pashas of all the Medrash is trying to tell us that it's because of these mitzvahs that are lenient, that, that people usually don't fulfill them, and you do them, therefore you will get this reward. But what is the dik over here, Alder Chapshat, according to the Medrash, that he's saying that he throws it specifically under his, his heels? He says the interpretation of someone who doesn't fulfill a mitzvah kala the pshat is that he throws it completely away from him, meaning he's, he's not doing the mitzvah. So what does it mean that he, but he puts it, he throws it under his heel. It's not so clear what that expression is coming to teach us. So 
So according to Rashi, it's clear what it's coming to teach us. We're trying to say, not, we're trying to say, not that he doesn't fulfill the mitzvahs, but in a sense disgraces them. It's something that he doesn't give a lot of importance to. You know, I guess that would mean that when he, either he doesn't do them all the time, but he does it sometimes, or it can mean that when he actually does it, he doesn't pay that much attention to it. Uh, you know, he's doing it almost uh, haphazardly. So he's not showing the proper respect to the mitzvahs. So we're saying, if you do show the proper respect to these types of mitzvahs, then you will get this reward. But according to the Medrash, that means that you're just not doing them. Why does the, what's the expression specifically of that you're throwing it under the heel? So that is the first question of the Sicha. Sif base. V'lahalom sham medrash. The Medrash continues. Shazem sh'amr davon amalach. Loma ira b'meira avoyna keva yusubeni. David Melech says in Tehillim, Why should I fear in the days of evil? It's because of the sins of my ankle, my ankle sins which surround me. Meaning, Davon Melech says, I am not afraid of the heavy mitzvahs, meaning is the stringent mitzvahs of the Torah, which have a very uh, strong punishment for, you know, like not keeping Shabbos, where it's an Isser Skila or murder, where there's a punishment of death. What am I afraid of? I'm afraid of the lighter mitzvahs, meaning that the mitzvahs that do not have stringent punishments, that might not be a punishment at all in the Torah. He says, because maybe I was over one of these mitzvahs, or maybe I did it or I didn't do it. Um... Because it was Kala. And therefore, therefore, and you said, meaning Hashem, you said that you're supposed to be careful with the mitzvah Kala, just like a mitzvah Chamor. So, it's not clear. He says, it's, I have to understand what's going on over here. He says, for sure, David Melech was careful in all of the mitzvahs, even the Kalas. Like the Medrash says right there. And that Medrash itself, it says that. As a continuation of this drasha, the Rebbe is trying to point out that if it was like a, a medrash which is in a totally different spot, that maybe we can say it's uh, you know, two different opinions in the medrash, or it could be referring to two different ideas. But if it's in the same spot, then clearly it's written by the same individual. And it's also clearly, it's talking about the same idea, because it's two different places, and maybe it's referring to two different types of uh, mitzvahs kalas or whatever, however you do explain it. But if it's in one continuation, it's clearly still talking about the same topic. And what does the Medrash say? That Dover Melech says in another passage to him, your servant was very careful because I guarded the Akev mitzvahs very well, very, very abundantly. The Koyal mitzvahs akalas. And what does the word Rav come from? That I guarded the ache of mitzvahs abundantly. So he says the word, which I guess doesn't fit so well with, with, with the, the way how we're translating it. He says the word Rav is actually giving us a hint. The re- reason why it says that, that because Rav usually means an expression of, 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 of a multitude, of, of quantity. So he says that idea is hinting to another Pasuk and Because it says in the Pasuk and what is the greatness, the Ma'arav what is the ultimate goodness that you have hidden for those who fear you? Meaning is, the reason why it says Rav is to connect these two psukim together. That's saying that those who are careful of the ache of mitzvahs, they will be zeicha to this other pasuk where it says Ma Rav Tuvcha. What? How? Like we can't even count the great, great goodness that you have hidden away for those who fear you. So the question is, since David himself knew that he was careful. 
then why was he afraid for Mitzvah Sakal? So you can't even try to give an explanation and say, oh, the reason why, because he was so humble, he thought maybe, you know, maybe I wasn't careful with the Kalis. But that can't be because Dovon Amelech himself, uh, himself testifies upon himself that he did guard them very well. So if you testify upon yourself that you did guard it, then why are you saying in another place that you're afraid? It doesn't make sense. So Abir uh, Bezah. The explanation is Azai. And just to maybe give a little adama from what we've seen in other sikhs, that the Rebbe always explains that the, one of the differences between Rashi and the Medrash is the Rashi is always giving an a explanation which is for the Ben Chamish the Mikra, for the person's first starting out in his journey. While the Medrash is a deeper level of understanding of the Pasuk. So that's what we're going to see, that Rashi is giving an interpretation, the, the first level, in a sense, of our Vedas Hashem, that we have to be careful not to literally disgrace the mitzvahs. And you do a mitzvah, you have to do the mitzvah properly, even if it's a more light, lenient one. While the Medrash we're going to see in a moment is speaking about even a deeper level. He says, The Medrash is not talking about someone um, that thinks that you don't need to be careful with the mitzvahs. And for sure, the Medrash is not talking about someone that literally disgraces the mitzvahs and trods on them and steps on them. Right, so A, it's, it's not talking about someone who literally steps on it. And B, it's not even talking about someone that doesn't disgrace it, but he doesn't show the proper zihiris. He doesn't go more than he needs to do. He just, in a sense, guards it properly. He says, we're not even talking about someone that's not, that that's, doesn't have the level, proper level of zihiris. It's a much deeper level. Ella, what are we talking about? We're, we're referring to an individual that agrees that he has to do all the mitzvahs and even tries to fulfill them. But what does he say? He throws it under his heel, means that he pushes it off. He, in a sense, procrastinates the fulfillment of these mitzvahs for later. That's the idea is that he puts it under his, 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 uh, under his heel, meaning, Tanasehi. He says, his taina is like this. First, we need to fulfill the head mitzvahs, the most important ones, the, the, the main tasks, that they should be done properly. And afterwards, the mitzvahs, which are close to the hand, meaning his mitzvahs that are almost as strict. And only afterwards, then we should think about inyanim of Ekev, which are inyanim of Hidurim, the Fnimishur Sedin, and, and sim- similar ideas to that. Right? Hidur means to fulfill the mitzvah in a beautiful way. The Fnimishur Sedin means to go a step above and beyond the letter of the law. So his way of interpreting the way Ekev means is, what does it mean he throws it under his akev? that means is he has a certain level of preferences of how to do the mitzvahs. There's the head mitzvahs, there's the, you know, the body mitzvahs, and then there's finally the ankle mitzvahs. And he takes these ones and he says, you know what, these ones go all the way on the bottom of my, of my uh, chart, or my list, my to-do list. He says, He says, it's impossible to begin with the right away with the Akiv mitzvahs, he claims, because the Seder needs to be in a certain way. The needs, everything needs to be in an organized way and in a way that makes sense. Right? 
He says, first you need to start about you need to start doing the most important and necessary items. And as long as they're not completed in the most perfect way, it doesn't make sense to start working on other in Especially in Yanim, which are the Fnimishur, so going above the beyond the letter of the La, or doing Milsa de Chesedusa, which is the idea of doing things which are in a way of Chesedus, meaning it's going more than what you need to do. He says, first do the basics, basically, do the basics, and then you start working on the more Chesedus in Yanim. And he says, give, the Rebbe gives an example. He says, for example number one, he says, when you come to Eid and you demand from Avis Yisrael that he should love a Jew, that he's never um, received any good from this individual, he never even saw this individual. So the person claims, answers back, he says, how can you demand such a high level of Amish Yisrael? He says, I'm not even holding on a much simpler level of Amish Yisrael. First demand that I do the Amish Yisrael on the most basic level, and then come to me and start saying, love a Jew that you've never met before. He says, the proof is that even regarding a Yid that he does know, and he's actually received favors from this individual. Sometimes he's nichshal, he stumbles, and he doesn't fulfill the mitzvah of that I love this person just like myself, which is, uh, I'm not, not treating him properly according to the proper level of Avas Yisrael. So even though he doesn't think that he's paying the person bad, meaning is, we're not talking about a person that's, you know, someone does you a favor and then you pay him back with doing something bad to the individual. No, he's not saying that. He's saying is, I have to even, I'm not even fulfilling the mitzvah properly that he's done me a favor and I should love this person, Kamaycha. Similarly, he says, how could you demand from him to learn chitas? That he should learn the uh, week, weekly, the, the daily shir of the parsha of Chumash with Rashi, and he should say every single day that the the shear of Tehillim and the shear of Tanya, he says, I'm missing in Yanim of Tefillah. I'm not even doing davening properly. This is his claim. He says, true, he says, I agree that all of these things are important and you have to fulfill all of these things, but I have not reached that level yet. Therefore, I need to go in an organized fashion. He says, I need to be, I need to separate a certain amount of time that this thing should become almost natural for me. Uh, 30 days. That's a, in, the, in a halacha, 30 days is considered an amount of time where you become accustomed to a certain, a certain Indian. Right, this is a, regarding um, an example of this idea as we know that when, when you're changing from saying uh, um, that after the, the halacha says that after you've said for 30 days and you say it three times a day, so altogether it's 90, but you're doing it for 30 days, three times a day, uh, according to one opinion, then 
even if you're not sure, what did you say? Did you say Mashiv Baruch Mayurigashan? Did you not say it? Did you say it? The, 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 the assumption is that you did say it properly. Right? So, for example, in the summer months, you're not supposed to say Mashiv Baruch Mayurigashan. So, for the first 30 days, you don't remember, did I say it or I did not say it? So, you have to repeat the Shemana Esrei. But after 30 days of saying it three times a day, then the Chazaka is that it has become part of your nature not to say it. And therefore, if you don't remember if you said it or not, we can assume that you did not say it. Uh, that's according to one opinion. He says, He says, I'm missing essential items. Uh, what's spoken about in Shulchan Aruch, meaning is I first need to say what the Anshe Seknesa Kadeila set up that we're supposed to say. And after I've said all the parts of davening that the Anshe Seknesa Kadeila set up, then after a while I will add other tefillahs that were added to the davening. Uh, until the times of the Ramah. And after that, I'll do the uh, tefillahs that, the, that were added by the Ramah and the Achreinim. And after I've done all of these parts and I've done it according to the proper Seder, then I'll begin doing the Lefni Mishusadin and Yinonai Chasidis. He says, He's not trying to slip out from any of those things. He's just saying, I, of course I have to do all of it. And they're all important. But I need to do things according to a organized fashion. Uh, he says, one time I spoke with a Yid about Abbas Yisrael in a way of the Pnei Mishur Sedim. And he answered me that this doesn't make sense. This isn't the proper order. He says this individual even gave him a mashal, a parable for this. He says, what is this similar to? To a person that goes into the street without any shoes, without a shirt on, and on his neck he has a bow tie. So this is kind of the idea. You want me to do this deep level of obviously straw and even of the Sadin, he says it's like I don't even have my shoes on. First I gotta do the basics. Um, so in summary, what the Rebbe is trying to say over here is that what the Medrash is talking about, that they're throwing it under the heels, is we're trying to refer to a person that we're talking about a person that does fulfill all the mitzvahs. And even the mitzvahs which are on the level of Akav, he, he, he does, or at least he's planning on doing them eventually. He's not uh, saying, I'm never going to do them. I am planning to eventually get to them. I'm just putting under my Akav. Uh, so just to add one uh, detail, which I, I don't think I made clear, the first example that the Rebbe gave was as a person of um, doing obviously Yisrael. So what the Rebbe is trying to express over there is that we're talking about a person that does obviously straw. We're not talking about a person that's, that... The whole point of the Rebbe saying is the Medrash is talking about a person that does all the mitzvahs. So also by obviously straw, he of course he does obviously straw. That's why the Rebbe is stressing, it's not that we suspect him of paying, uh, paying you know, pay, repaying good with evil, chasasham. he's not repaying ra with taiva. We're not talking about such an individual that's literally not even doing obviously straw. He's being hurtful to someone else and hurtful to someone who's done him good. No, we're talking about a person that does obviously straw. He's just saying is, it wasn't on the level of kamoicha. Right? It wasn't on the level of, as it should have been. Like I, I treated him as if I would have treated myself. 
It wasn't like that. So therefore, since I'm not even getting this the proper basics of Avi Yisrael, that I should love my neighbor just as I love myself, how do you want me to start treating Avi Yisrael of Nimishir Sedinta and complete stranger. He agrees that that's important. He's just saying, but look, I, I first got to do obvious Israel for, you know, my, my family, my community. Then I could worry about, um, you know, people from other communities. You know, I guess he's like saying, like, if I don't have obvious Israel to my own family, you want me to start having, or uh, he is having obvious Israel. I'm sorry, that's the whole point. I'm, I have obvious Israel to my family, but I'm not doing it completely in the most proper way. And you want me to have obvious Israel to, uh, you know, somebody in Yopitzville. Okay. Dalit. He says, even though that Alpi Seichel intellectually and even the intellect of Kundusha, it makes sense such a Taina, as we know that even in uh, Tzedakah, we know there are who you're supposed to give to your family first, you give to the, the poor people of your city, and then you give to the poor people, and then only afterwards we give to the poor people of the other cities. Meaning, is there even in, in, in Seichel, in Halacha, there are um, levels and there is a certain Seder. Like even with davening, as the example we gave, if you are supposed, if you're behind in davening and you have to catch up to the tzibur, there's certain parts that you have to do, and certain parts you're allowed to skip. So this this idea is true even according to Seichel the Kedusha. He says but the truth is it's not like that. He says the main principle is that avodas Hashem needs to begin with amuna, with faith. And Kabbal Sol, which is accepting the yoke, and not with a calculation uh, according to one's intellect. He says, when you have this proper Muna Kabbal Sol, then a person is careful. Um, he's careful, meaning he's careful in the Kala just like Chukmur. Meaning he doesn't, he's not just fulfilling both types of mitzvahs. He's saying he's careful. The years is more than just fulfilling. It means they're doing it with carefulness, with respect. And he says, even in the respect itself, it's with the same power and the same shturim as he would do a mitzvah Chumur, is by the mitzvah Kala. It's the same shturim, uh, everything together, all of it. And he says, the Hanukkah shall call a mitzvah. Mitzvah is Mlash and Safsachiba. He says the point of all mitzvahs is mitzvahs is the idea of connecting. connecting. It's what through the mitzvahs we're connecting to the essence of Hashem. He bechola mitzvahs b'shava. Loloika chilik ben mitzvahs chamurs and mitzvahs kalis, ben reish le'ekev. He says all the mitzvahs connect you to the Hashem without a difference whether it's a mitzvah which has a very stringent punishment or it's a mitzvah that doesn't have a punishment. Whether it's the Reish or the Ekev, all of them connect you to Hashem. It doesn't make a difference who it is revealed to. Was it revealed by the Anshe Knesset Gedela, or is it revealed by a like a, a, a studious student from the latest generations? Since the person knows that this is a mitzvah and this is something that he's supposed to do and this connects to Hashem, he's careful with both of them with the same amount of taikif. Meaning is that when you're thinking about punishments and what's more important, what's more less, then you start making these chashbainas. But when you're not looking at the punishments, you're not looking about the rewards. Rather, all you care about is what Hashem commanded me to do, what is Hashem telling me to do, and then you fulfill them, then you don't get into these chashbainas. This is what I'm supposed to do, this is what I do. I don't look about how it affects me. He says, 
But the Yitzhar is an expert in his craft, as the Fidu Krebet uh, would call him, the, the wise one, or the crafty one. Therefore, he comes up with these claims of everything needs to be organized. And in order for his words to be accepted, he even makes mashalam that makes it make sense to you. You need to know that this is actually the council of the Yetzirah. He says, the Tanai, as we know, for, for accepting the Torah and accepting Yiddishkeit is what the Yidin did by Sinai. The Yidin said, first we will do before we understand, before we even hear what you're commanding us. We're accepting everything that Hashem will tell us, regardless of what it actually turns out to be. As uh, the story is in the Gemara about a certain Apikaira saw Rava learning, and Rava had his fingers under uh, his thighs, and they and, and they were bleeding, because he was. Uh, but he was so involved in his learning, he didn't even realize that the that his thumb was bleeding. So the the Apikaira tells him that you, you guys are so uh, irresponsible. He says, "This is what you see in your whole history. You you do things without even thinking about the consequences." He says. When a person comes and says, I need a favor, do you first say, I'm going to do it? And then you say, oh, tell me what the favor is. Or you first say, what is the favor? And then, once you know what it is, then you'll fulfill it. But what did you guys do? You guys first said, Nasva So that's what the idea is. He says, you put your mouth before your ears, which is the Hapechaseda, which is the opposite of the proper order, what, how it's supposed to be. So Rav over there answered him um, that... The, those who are tamimin, those who are complete and go with sincerity to Hashem, they act and they always say yes before they, um, they even hear what needs to be. Meaning is when you have sincerity and you have trust in Hashem, then you know whatever Hashem is going to command us, it doesn't matter what it is, we're of course going to fulfill it. So therefore it doesn't make a difference. In a sense, it's almost like a, like a you know, that's good enough. Yitzirim is you. Amar Navi, mi iver ki im avdi. The Navi says, who is blind like my servant? What does this mean? Al avdi yeme ki hu iver. That guarding my servant, they say that he's blind. Why are people saying that Hashem's servant is blind? Kalemik, shiyave adam yemer. Shashseder, shabay tsarach la'avid is Hashem, hu kavaydis evid la'adayna. Layag de seichal amateichal munu kalasal. Yeshiva la'ishikach misnaig iver rechman al-slan. When a person comes and says, that the proper way of serving Hashem is like a servant serves his master, meaning it's not through seichal, but rather with a munah, kabal sal. Meaning that when you have a servant and you have the master, and the master says, I want you to do A, B, and C. So the servant doesn't think, wait a second, if I do A, B, and C, that's going to take me, you know, 16 hours. And then I'm going to be exhausted. And I know tomorrow my servant, my, my master is going to ask me to do D. And D is much more important than the ABC that I'm going to do today. But if I do ABC today, I'm not going to be able to do D tomorrow. So let me make a chajmin. My master told me ABC, but it doesn't make sense. So I'm going to ignore what he's telling me to do today in order that I'll be able to do D tomorrow. No, the, ma- the servant doesn't think that way because he knows he doesn't fulfill what the master tells him. He's going to get in trouble. His kabbalah all a servant. That's what the master told me to do. I'm going to do it. And hopefully everything will work out. He doesn't even make the chajmin in the first place. My master told me to do this. I'll do it. Tomorrow is going to tell me to do something else. I'm going to do it to the best of my abilities. If I can't do it, to the, if I can't do it completely, well, I, I, you know, but I, I've, done, I've done my best. In the sense being, a servant doesn't make chajbanis. The master tells him to do something. He does it. So they tell him, oh, you're going to work like a servant, like a slave. You're, you're acting like a blind, per, blind person. It doesn't make any sense. He says the order that needs to be according to Seichel is you first work according to what makes sense and afterwards you'll see what needs to be done. 
So im a seichel yach kar v'yidrosh al pi seichel yach let a seichel shas seichel ene mas because zayin is shlamish v'amuna. Al mehechel teichel has v'amuna. He says the seichel will 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 examine and it will meditate, and then when the seichel agrees that look in this particular situation I cannot use my seichel, then I will use amuna. But why would you begin with amuna? Meaning is, whenever you approach anything al pitar, you first need to approach it al piseichel. Either are certain times, even in Tyra, where you need to use amuna, you need to have Mr. Snafesh. Fine, so in those situations where I can't understand why Hashem wants me to do this, but I know that's what Hashem wants, cases of Mr. Snafesh, I'll go on Mr. Snafesh. But when I'm able to do things in the proper intellectual way, that's what I'm going to do it first. But to start with amuna, no, that doesn't make sense. So hey, the Friedrich Rebbe says, Kasher Yeladav Hayoktanim Sachar Vuram Olamid. That when his children were young, he hired for them a teacher. The opinion of this teacher was that when you tell over to the children um, ideas of, of Yiddishkeit, which are, uh, which are confusing, Wonders which are not, cannot be understood according to the Seichel. Wonders ideas that the Seichel is unable to contain them, cannot imagine how this thing could be. He says, He says, this only fits with adults that are able to first understand things al piseichel, and then they can also grasp that, you know, sometimes there are things that there, there are miracles. Meaning is you can have a person that he's learned Torah, he understands the ideas, and, and he also knows that Hashem is so great, and he's greater than we are, and but once you come to that realization that I've understood all, everything I can, and but I still know that Hashem, of course, is smarter than me, so therefore I can accept that there are things that I cannot understand, that there is miracles and there's powers in this world, and what Hashem has, that I cannot grasp. But with small children, this thing just confuses the, the child. Therefore, he says you need to speak with the students, the child, the, the teacher says, only with ideas of Yiddishkeit which could be understood. So when the uh, Rabbi Rashab heard about this uh, opinion of the teacher, he fired him from the job right away. If you look at R20, the Rabbi gives another example of such an idea. He says, Re'egam Sefer told us of Anmar Zakin. See, see, look at the biography of the Alter Rabbi. It says, A maskal, saying, Mashimina Kaifer, Kishnichnas la Anmar Zakin, Shalom Anmar Zakin, Matechadvarm, Echumafar, Shapasak, Virachar, Yitzchak, Radagudela Maid. This um, maskal, this is some uh, individual of the Enlightenment movement, his name is Shimon HaKaifer, when he came into the Alter Rebbe, this was before uh, they knew that he was an Apikairis, he was just a simple, he was a teacher, and he was trying to convince the Alter Rebbe to change certain things in education. So the Alter Rebbe asked him how he explains the Pasuk that Yitzchak was terrified. This is a Pasuk by when, um, when Yitzchak was giving the brachas to, Yitz, uh, to Esav and Yaakov. So it says when Esav came in, Yitzchak became extremely afraid. Um, so the way how the Rashi explains it is that he saw the Gehenim open up under him. He was able to, like, in a sense, see the Gehenim or sense the Gehenim. Um, so therefore, he was very afraid. So he says, I don't, I don't explain like Rashi does that Gehenim opened up from under him. 
והרפפים, בדברי הגדול בכלל, למה גם בדברים המפחידים, בכולו, במשהו ליוכל התינא גם לשער. He says, I don't explain like Rashi, because you shouldn't worry and, and the, 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 the minds of a child which are weak with words of Agada, and especially with things that will scare them. A child cannot understand such things, like how is Gehenna opening up? It's too, too much for him. So rather, he says, I explain it according to a different interpretation. So that's how the Alter Rebbe was able to see that this person was a kaifer, because he, the way how he's trying to teach the children, starting with seichel and not starting with things of emuna, he was able to tell that this is the there's something wrong with the way he's uh, educating with his yer shemayim. He says the beginning needs to be specifically with with trust and with kabbalas all, not with seichel. The gamas in yanim who valim seichel. Even things that you could understand with the Seichel. Even those you need to do with Kabbalah Sa. He says, also with education, you're supposed to tell children stories of wonders, which are higher than our Seichel, which we can understand, because that implants within the child faith. That's why one of the reasons it says that um, we start with Chumash we start the child really begins his learning with Bereshus. I mean, uh, they learn the first Pasuk in Vayikra, but basically the learning starts with Bereshus is because the first um, Chumash is called Sefer Yashar. We're, we're speaking about the Tzadikim and the miracles that happen with the Avis and the Shvatim, etc. Very important to know about all these miracles about Tzadikim and Kabbal Saul and Amunah. He says, in all the claims that this is not the proper way of educating a child, and all the questions you ask and say this is going to confuse him, the source is in the Yitzhahara, who is an old king and a fool. Meaning is, it's not just the pshat that this is a good taina, but this is not the way that Yiddishkeit um, holds. Rather, he's saying is this is also foolishness. It's not even the right way. The Rebbe doesn't explain it over here, but based on other places in Chassidus, the reason why it's not the right way is because ultimately the Amuna in Hashem, our way of serving Hashem, always has to start with Amuna because ultimately Hashem is much greater than us. Hashem is infinite. Hashem is beyond us. And the only way for us really to have a connection is to realize that Hashem is completely beyond us. Once we have that recognition that Hashem is beyond us, then we're able to do the mitzvahs properly. And of course, only then will the mitzvahs have a kim. Because when they're based on seichel, then, you know, if they make sense, we do them. If they don't, they don't. But when everything is based on nothing to do with seichel, it has to do with the Hashem, who is above seichel, is the one that's telling us to do this, then we'll fulfill them in every condition. And even more than that, as we were saying, you also don't even make which ones are more important, which one are less. How do you know what's more important and what's less important? You're using your seichel and saying, is, oh, if this one has a punishment, of, of, if this avera has the death punishment, while this avera doesn't have any punishment at all, obviously it's much more important. That's your intellect making such a decision. You have no idea what Hashem wants. And so you should just be like the servant. If Hashem told you not to do something or to do something, you fulfill it. Now we can understand what Dabar Melech said, that what am I afraid of? I'm afraid of those sins, the ache of sins that surround me. So we asked, why was Dabar Melech afraid of the, the, the ankle sins? Dabar Melech himself said in, in, in Tehillim that he was very careful with them. So what's he to be afraid of? He says, 
He says, David HaMelech wasn't scared that maybe he didn't fulfill them. Because we know he was very careful with fulfilling them. Rather, he was worried that he didn't have that same shturm, the same strength and the same level of carefulness like he has when he does the mitzvahs hachamurais. Who kaim is called a mitzvahs ubizihirus. I will efsher shechajbun vahayadiyah she mitzvah zu shayachas l'raish. And mitzvah zu le'ekev hoysa l'hashpa amidas hazihirus vahidr. V'loi hoi rots v'zor v'mitzvah kalak hachamura. The problem was, since he knows that this mitzvah is a reish, and this mitzvah is an ekev, therefore he was worried he didn't run, and he wasn't as careful with the mitzvah kala, just like the chamura. Meaning as he targeted all of them, as we're saying, according to the manager, the person's doing all of them. But the problem is, he's making a seder out of them. This one goes first, this one goes second, and, or on even a deeper level, I'm going to do them all right away, but this one I have to give more of my energy to, this one I need to be more careful with, this one I have to have more Zahiris with, and this one less. So that's why David Melech says that I didn't do them, right? That's what he said at the beginning. He says, maybe I was over on them, maybe I didn't do them. It doesn't mean literally that he was over and he didn't do them. Rather, it means I didn't do them properly. And therefore, I'm afraid. What am I afraid of? I'm afraid that I didn't, uh, in the days of evil, that lack of attention will, will surround me and not help me out. As the rebel will explain in a moment, what the, exactly that what does that mean? Meaning is if he did all the mitzvahs, then just because he didn't do them with the Zahiris, therefore he's afraid he's going to get punished? The is going to say, no, he's not afraid that he's going to get punished. It's a different idea. He did all the mitzvahs and had, this has nothing to do with punishment. But he is afraid in the days of Ra, as we will see in a moment. But before we do that, just to look at R22, he says, the Lashon of Medrash was Shem of Avarti Sisi. Just quoting the Medrash again at the beginning, the Medrash says that Dov and was scared, maybe I was over, maybe I transgressed them, or maybe I didn't do the mitzvahs. So what does that mean? According to how the Rebbe is explaining the Medrash, the person, David Melch says, I know I did all of them. It's just I didn't have this proper amount of, I wasn't as careful as I needed to be. How does that fit into the words? So, He says that the words Mavirin doesn't always mean transgress. Transgress. It also in Halacha can mean the idea of, 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 of pushing off. Mavir means that you're not supposed to pass over a mitzvah to do another mitzvah. Meaning is even though at the end you're doing both mitzvahs, but you're not supposed to, if one mitzvah is right in front of you and then there's another mitzvah which is afterwards, you're not supposed to do the mitzvah which is later and then come back to the early mitzvah. For example, by, the, by tefillin. We know that you're supposed to put on the tefillin shayad first and, and only afterwards the tefillin shayad. So therefore, we always need to put the tefillin shayad higher up in the tefillin bag so we take it out first. Because if you have the tefillin shayad first and then only behind it is the tefillin shayad, what's going to happen? You're going to first come to the tefillin shayad but you're not supposed to put them on yet. So then you pass over that mitzvah and then you, you pull out the tefillin shayad and put it on and then only afterwards you put on the tefillin shayad. So that's a problem. It's called ema virinal mitzvah. You're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to pass over a particular mitzvah. So also over here, when Dabra Melch says, Shem Avarti, doesn't mean he didn't do them all. He's saying is that I passed over them. I, I pushed them off for later. Or, 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 or Dabra Melch for sure didn't even do that problem. Rather, the Rebbe is saying is, of course I did that. I, wasn't even, I didn't even pass over them, but maybe I, didn't, I wasn't as careful that I needed to be. So in a sense, it's kind of like passing over because I didn't put the proper concentration and, and carefulness. 
And what does the loyasisi mean? This is a story in Kasubis, loyavet, kidboilim evalavet. The Gemara says that a particular, that they found a daughter of a, of a very rich man and that she was um, collecting food from uh, dung because she was starving. And the Gemara says, why was, you know, what happened to the family? Why did they lose all their wealth? So they said, because they didn't do tzedakah. So Gemara says, what do you mean they didn't do tzedakah? He gave, you know, the Gemara describes how much tzedakah that he gave. Samar says, yes, but he didn't do it properly. Meaning is for his amount of wealth, he should have been doing a lot more than he did. So light of it sometimes can mean he didn't do it as he was supposed to do it. Uh, fine, anyways. So going back to the paragraph. So what does it mean, Bimei Ra? He says, Bimei Ra, the days of evil mean when the world is running according to nature. He says that when the, the Meira means, like when the Jewish people are nowadays, we're one sheep among 70 wolves, that even in Yane Parnasa, uh, are, as the, the Rebbeim would say, it's like man, it's a gift from heaven. It's coming, this that we even have Parnasa, such in times of Golis, is literally something which is above nature. Especially, that's in general, especially in the times of Golis, this that the Begia Parnasa Musai, this that a person gets a full Parnasa, this is something which is higher than Darchia Tava, the ways of nature. Meaning, is naturally a Yid should not be able to have such a fantastic Parnasa like we have nowadays. He says, when a Yid makes chashboinus of what's their head and what's the akiv, um, and he works according to seichel, and he works in a limited way, so since you're conducting yourself with Hashem and with Torah in a way of limitations, then Hashem also conducts Himself with you in a way of limitations. Therefore, since we're in this world, in a natural world, so therefore the energy and the parnasa that we get will also work according to what we naturally would have, according to what makes sense logically, according to nature. And that's why David Melech was afraid. He's saying is, if I treat the Torah even if I do all of it, but I don't have the proper zahiris in the mitzvah's kalis, that means I'm, in a sense, dealing with Hashem in a way that's more according to nature. Then Hashem's going to deal with me in the days of nature. So since we're a meira, I'm afraid of it in the days of Ra. Because if I'm going to be conducting, if Hashem's not going to have a special hashkacha and treat me in a way which, which is miraculous and, and above nature, I'm afraid that according to the natural order of things, it won't be so good for me. But when he doesn't work with Chashbainis, and the only thing which is important to him to be is connected with Hashem, therefore he is does Mr. Snefish with his with all of his energy and he's has Kabbalah's all like a slave and like a son to Hashem and doesn't make a difference if he's doing the mitzvahs which are connected to the head or the mitzvahs which are connected to the heel. The only thing that matters to him is that he's connected to Hashem, that Hashem also conducts himself with you in that way, and then he will give you parnasa and all other energies and life force that we need, which is higher than nature. Um, 
He says, then he doesn't have to be afraid of anything because he's connected to Hashem and Hashem rules and controls over everything. Included and obviously included in all this is that Hashem rules over nature and how nature runs. It's the greatness of the shepherd who guards the sheep. The Medrash actually says, great is the sheep that's able to survive 70 wolves. So they answer back, great is the shepherd that's able to guard this sheep. Meaning it's not because of the sheep. It's great is the shepherd that's able to guard the sheep and worry for all of everything that it needs. And it makes um, and guides the sheep to great pastures with calm waters. And we have lots of pranasa for every single jid. As our parasha says, So we have the rule that whenever it says, and it was, that's always a lashon of tzalek. Something bad is going to happen. But whenever it says, it will be, which is future tense, that's always an expression of joy. So therefore, it's an expression of joy, the beginning of the parasha. So therefore, when it will be, that when we guard the mitzvahs, meaning it's tishmuna mitzvahs, the ekev, Right, that we guard the mitzvahs of the ache of just like we listen to the mitzvahs of the head. Hashem will guard the bris. Hashem will give to us all of the great blessings that are mentioned in the Pasuk. He will love you and he will bless you and he will increase you. He will be, blessed, be more blessed than all the nations. And this will all be on the land which Hashem has sworn to your forefathers to give you.